What do you think of blooper reels? Love them or lump them? Oh, well, I think I could take or leave them. There, you know, it, it depends. Sh- it shatters it? the reality. Of oh, thing. yeah. So if it's instantantly, a, yeah, if it was away. at the end of uh, Schindler's List, <laughs> that would have been odd. <laughs> <laughs> like Spielberg, like why did you put the blooper reel in here? This is we odd. needed a laugh after. Yeah. <laughs> they go where no one else dares. They do what no one else can. So when there's only one chance to get it right, they're the ones to call. Who are you people? Damn, I hate to fly. Hello and welcome to Reviews from the Closet, the movie podcast where two guys and one girl discuss movies from the 80s, noughties, and more frequently the 90s. <laughs> Chuck that in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff, Rudy, it's a late one tonight. Oh, mate. How you guys feeling? A uh, bit pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be a somewhat unusual episode of Reviews from the Closet uh, because we're all a bit drunk. But we're going to keep it snappy. When we, I get snappy, I get, uh, when I get drunk, I get time efficient. <laughs> yeah. Really? No, not at all. You drive quicker. <laughs> Yeah, I drive faster. (laughs) You corner quicker. Exactly. We are drunk for a good reason. Um, It's not just because we're um, incredibly unprofessional. Uh, The kiddies, i.e., Jeff's parents, Maria and Jamie, if you're fans of the show, if you're listening, even though you're sat twenty feet away from us, (laughs) um, they are. In our home country at the moment. They've They're paying us visit. a visit. They've yeah, come from little old Australia to see little old me. And they bought two bottles of wine. Oh, and my word. So what, just... what are you going to do when someone brings you two bottles of wine? Well, what you do is you drink it and then you talk about Charlie's Angels while you shunt your parents off to a nearby cabin. There you go with the title drop. Oh, shit. Every time. I've just I really spoiled it, haven't I? Yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> the listeners would be anticipating. I can't say this word, anticipantly waiting. Anticipately. Yeah. I the, mean, that's, the title. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, and there it is. Okay. Well, Charlie's Angels. Oh, fucking hell. Fucking hell. Let's just get into it, shall we? Bracket 2000, close bracket. That's <laughs> yeah, the Google right. uh, right, search. Right, yeah. Right. Not bracket 2019, close bracket. Right. Well, because it's two. Th- I feel like every movie of the 2000s should have had a the bracket. parenthesis of 2000 because it was such a big deal in 2000. Pokemon movie 2000? Yes. Fantasia. Two- uh, oh, that wasn't from 2000. But uh, what else did we have? The Parents. That didn't have 2000. <laughs> Brackets. 2000 there, did Just so you realise it's from that, that movie. I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. To differentiate it from the 50s TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Meet the Fockers. Well, uh, it was a big year. It was a big year. Let's uh, get those brackets out and throw to Rudy and see what the year 2000 was doing. Yeah, pretty big year. Um so the Millennium Bug turned out to be a big load of worry about nothing. Bit of nothing. Big well, load of nothing. who knows? Maybe it had a bit of, bigger impact than you realise. Ah, uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Jeff, down, down your neck of the woods. Big year, wasn't it? Uh, we had the Sydney yes. 2000 Olympics, commonly yes. known as the greatest Olympics ever held. Until London 2012. But it was, yeah, correct. No. But we'll agree to disagree, as they agree say. Agree to disagree. Mm. Until um, Dublin 20. 52 comes along. <laughs> uh, we, we did piss on the parade of the most successful Olympics to date, though, didn't we? With the dot-com bubble bursting. Remember uh, that? Yeah. Uh, we had the Millennium Dome in London. 
more commonly known as the O2. The O2 now. Did you visit that, right? I certainly did, Rudy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Was it was it? the most exciting ah. thing ever for a 10-year-old me. Did you go to the body zone? Of course. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Explain to me quickly, what's the? why is it so special? Uh, so, so before the O2 was the O2, it was the Millennium Dome. Mm. And it had loads of different zones celebrating the Millennium. Ah, it was a big it exhibition. Got, it got panned. It got panned in the media. It was a flop. But ah. I, I went and loved but it. But the kids loved, loved it. it. The yeah. youth. Yeah. Mm. I got free tickets from my school to boost Oh, numbers. fuck yeah. yeah. Um, Bush v. Gore. Who? Oh, Bush v. Gore. What a different world we could be living in. Man. If Gore would have just pipped Florida. Controversy, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bloody Florida. Bloody Florida. Um, UK fuel protests. Don't do you remember, remember that one. No. I remember that one. You when, do? Yeah. What they were blockaded, they doing? Uh, some angry lorry drivers blockaded. Uh, oil refineries to protest price rises. Oh you you were heavily involved in I, that, I, weren't you, Rudy? I was stuck on a bus coming home from school for two hours. Oh, my God. A roundabout because everyone was trying to get into the petrol Where's station. Where's the respect for your time? Where's the for my time as a 13-year-old <laughs> desperate to get back to dial up internet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, of course, friend of the show, Mr. Tiger Woods wins his first ever Grand Slam. Mr. Tiger. Mr. Tiger. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. That's it. That's, that's Nothing else. Uh, that's, a, that's a hefty year, though. Yeah, yeah mate. Really, plenty happening. Good, good year for culture. I mean, of course it was, though. The year 2000. Mm. Well, so people made, ma- people made things happen. because yeah, like the Millennium exactly. Dome was built for the year 2000. Yes. <laughs> the Millennium Bug was, was inadvertently for programmed for the year 2000. <laughs> um, and amongst, I'd say, a lot of chaff in the cinemas that year. Chaff. Uh, meet the parents. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty what, good, though. What women want. Yeah, yeah, that's chaff. That's chaffy. Gladiator. Ooh. I mean, I know it had a lot of fans, but I'd say looking back, a little bit chaffy. Really, <laughs> Russell Crowe, bro. I Aye. think Gladiator's oh, solid. As a fellow Sid- <laughs> Sid- Sydney. Uh, well, he's actually from New Zealand. He's one. Uh, he's one that uh, we I poached from across the okay. ditch. All right, all right, all right. But you know, well, naturalized, which is what I'll take as yes. Amongst the chaff and maybe a few little grains of wheat, we had a silo. <laughs> of high grade wheat <laughs> in the form of three lovely little ladies. Oh, weren't they just? And a handler, Charlie's <laughs> Angels. <laughs> well, who was the handler? Bosley, wasn't it? Bosley. Yeah, yeah, Bosley. His whole job was to handle yeah. the three yeah. lovely ladies. Yeah, yeah well, what lovelies. else is his job? And handle them, he did. He's just a Bosley. With a plum. <laughs> Um, well, congratulations to him. What a gig. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you for that, Rudy, that, that Rudy recap. So, yes, Charlie's Angels. Should we just bloody jump in and talk about Act 1? Act 1. Enter scene. 30,000 feet in the air and a man's got a bomb. <laughs> but he wants Nightmares. So, yeah. Who we does? So, so yeah, basically, it comes to fruition that there is a diamond deal happening in the fair skies of our lovely city. Los Angeles? Is it happening in Los Angeles, I suppose? What, above the earth? LA. Yeah, yeah LA. I mean, does it matter like... It must that... be West Coast, I suppose. Oh, I thought they were in international airspace. Well, okay, so okay. international airspace. Irrelevant. Near, right. Nearby to the coast of California. Yeah. Um, and we see uh, a burly African-American man exiting uh, the cubicle. Played by... Played by one LL Cool J. Double L Cool J. He gets stopped by a snooty air steward. He doesn't believe that that man can be in first class. Right. Yeah. And he quickly orders his drink, returns to his seat and gets the deal underway. Thankfully, because the the mustachioed man, the mysterious man himself that he's doing the deal with, has a bomb that's about at 40 seconds ready to explode. So we've got to get this deal done. I understand the conceit. 
So he wanted diamonds, <laughs> yeah. and then of he the would then stop the bomb. Or what I, was the I, point of dabbing the clock? Yeah, I presume so. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a terrorist yeah. or something. I right? mean, it's a loose like opener. It's, well, it's loose, it, Rudy. It, it, it gets looser. It's just loose. Once LL Cool J basically refutes the offer and doesn't want to finish that deal, he is getting off this plane the only way he knows how. Straight out the emergency hatch. He grabs uh, the mustache man which and out be, the window they go. Which A would be impossible. You can't open a plane. Yeah, you door can't when just open flight. that. And B, it would like de- um, de- decompress. decompress. Decompress the entire cabin and everyone would die and be sucked out, which well, also wasn't shown. Yeah. This, for me, the reality, it just went out the literal window, well, didn't it? Yes. For Charlie's and, Angels, I couldn't believe it. And the fact that, um, well, LL Cool J parachutes down, uh, destroys the terrorist. Uh, lands perfectly into a speedboat driven by Cameron Diaz, aka Natalie. Correct. Um, whilst Lucy Lou, out, Alex. Out, Alex. out of nowhere, Alex. Well, not out of nowhere. She comes out of a helicopter. Apropos, oh, apropos of a helicopter. <laughs> uh, in a leather jumpsuit, which Correct. she is yeah. very fond of in this movie. She looks great. Um, shoots down. They both, they all land perfectly on this speedboat, and then LL Cool J takes off that mask that he's been wearing for the entirety of his musical career. And lo <laughs> and behold, it's a little lady called Drew Barrymore, also known as Dylan. 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 And it's the three ladies reunited by plane, helicopter, and train, boat, trained in automobile. How did the, how did they bloody time that? Well, is what I want to know. And at that point, we know oh, this film Impactable. is just plagiarism because that is the Mission Impossible conceit where they're constantly ripping right. off the face masks. Yeah, and you're voice right. Changes. I've now, never seen Mission came, Impossible, which came out like four years before Charlie's Angels. It's, well, it's a complete ripoff. I yes, <laughs> I think that we we have to establish that this movie is a ripoff of many different genres and movies that had come before it. It's not even like uh, homage. It's just like just shameless plagiarism. You think? Yeah. yeah. So I reckon yeah, Mick G right. would probably claim that it's pop culture remixing. Nah, you know, you like Tarantino. Nah, I've got nah, some Charlie's Angels nah, for but you. There was, it was nothing like nodding and winking about it. It was just like we're literally ripping off like mm. the conceit of these films. I, what I did like, and I scenes there also when um, Little Miss uh, Ms. Cameron, Ms. Yes, yes. Squire Cameron uh, was driving the speedboat. Uh, she was wearing a very nineties pair of sunglasses. Yes, and like kind of uh, rouge. Like, yeah, again, very nineties, and like a gold sequin bikini, which is also incredibly. That was turn of the millennium uh, swimwear. <laughs> Cameron Diaz in this movie is the most 90s no she, sorry the most early 2000s woman yes. you'll ever see yeah, yeah. all her trousers are flared yeah. <laughs> she, she wears like um, like those kind of tops that like halter neck mm. tank tops all the time and she wears like little kitten heels I think if you were an international woman of mystery your pants would be flared 24-7 I disagree I think the flared pants leave you susceptible to all kinds of things they, might, they well, just get in the way. They're flapping around. Well, when you're an angel, let me know what uh, your dress code is. Yeah, try like riding a bike. With well, who's flared, to say I'm not an angel? <laughs> Pull off that mask, LL. We could be Charlie's angels. I would be the Lucy Lou of the group, I reckon. Yeah. I the think, hard ass. What? The, 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 the serious, non jokey one. Exactly. No, you, you would see be, me as that? You are so Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is Natalie. you all over. You the dance klutz. like her. The klutz. Why do they always run? 
Natalie, Dylan, and Alex are the three angels, talented, tough, attractive women who work for little old Charles Townsend, who That's we don't right. actually see throughout the well, film, but, but he's always there. we need to learn a little bit about them in some establishing shots. Well, don't we just? <laughs> so we know that From Natalie, a charming opening sequence. Natalie uh, was a bit of an overachiever. She had big old braces back in the day, but she could drive a car like no other. Mm. Uh, Lucy Lou, also known as little Alex Monday, kind of from the upper class, I would say. Right. She was into equestrian. Show jumping. Uh, fencing, if I am not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And Dylan Sanders, Drew Barrymore, with those luscious lips. She was just going for little it. Little rebel. Um, smoking her, her ciggies, drinking some piss, getting into fights. But she did have something about her. And that's what Charles Townsend saw. I, uh, so I wrote down uh, my summaries of their character developments. Drew's character, badass shagger. <laughs> Diaz, klutzy girl next door. Yeah. Lucy, serious. They <laughs> <laughs> didn't really expand on her, just serious. <laughs> She's serious and she makes soufflés yeah. every now and again. Um, so they get called in for the day. Um, Drew Barrymore's whisked away from the Chad. Played by Tom Green. Oh, which yeah. I had a problem with. You had a problem with? Well, it, it just suggested that all men that live on boats are weirdos. Right. Uh, I mean, I thought he was just a weirdo who happened to live on a boat. I didn't make the I mean, boat weirdo connection. Rudy yeah. took it really personally. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy took <laughs> it to heart. For, for first time listeners, Rudy I used, used to, to live on a barge. Green. <laughs> <laughs> the Rudy was the problem. The Rudy. <laughs> I can get rid of him. He's my roommate. I'm not wedded to him. <laughs> Cameron Diaz, also known as Natalie, she's having a dream that she's sambering away. Yeah, um, great dance sequence. But mm. she looks great when she does wake up from that dream. She, she looks really good. In her sexy little underpants. Uh, but she gets called away from the UP, UPS man. Um, and so too does <laughs> Alex. Well, what does she say to the UPS man? What does she say to him? She says like, um, <laughs> I got the door fixed, so please feel free to put anything in my oh, slot. In my slot. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I forgot about that. That is, uh, that's great 2000s the, writing, isn't the it? first of the very sexually suggestive lines in this movie. Uh, and meanwhile, finally, Alex, Miss Serious, is uh, having some serious time with her serious boyfriend, Miss... Serious well, LeBlanc. Not Miss, excuse me. Friend of the show, Mr. Matt LeBlanc. Friend um, of the show. Well, I'd say friend of the show. Yeah, he is. And yeah, so they basically called into the office and they've really got a post-haste meet with Bosley, played by Mill Murray. The handler, the handler, also known as, uh, because they have a project coming up from Mr. Charles himself. So Charles says, angels, find me one Eric Knox, played by? Uh, Sam Rockwell. Rockwell. Mr. Sam Rockwell. Uh, so he's Poor gone. man's. Poor man Sam Rockwell. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Mm. Oh, interesting. Can you I, imagine if Christian Bale was in this movie? I lost so much weight to play him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, poor man's Christian Bale is playing a software genius. And uh, he's gone missing, but also with him, uh, his revolutionary voice recognition system has gone missing. Rudy, Rudy do you think this is um, a satirical take on big tech? Um, well, machine... <laughs> Anytime you want to answer that, that's fine. Uh, it was very prescient because um, around this point, they then explained that um, with the technology falling into the wrong hands, mm. Red Star can turn any cell phone into a tracking device. Can you imagine what that'll do to the world? We're living in that world. Wow. Charlie's Angels predicted the yeah, future. Yeah, Charlie's Angels predicted the smartphone. Mr. McG himself. But 
Like, they didn't predict that no one would give a shit because no one cares <laughs> yeah. about the fact we all carry around tracking devices. Right. They're right. going to the ends of the earth yeah. to so prevent like, this from happening. They known, they'd People be like, died. oh, wait, we shouldn't have got on this mission <laughs> because everyone is fine about having a tracking device. So they should pocket. have stayed at home. Yeah. Drew should have stayed on the boat and shagged the Chad. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, they do think that the technology has fallen into the wrong hands and the wrong hands are owned by Mr. Tim Curry, um, Roger Corwin. He owns Red so Star. So we believe. So we believe. So the angels, they head to uh, what I think is an aptly named massage parlor, Madam Wong's House of Blossom. And uh, everyone except for Alex needs to dress Asiatic, which isn't talked about at all, but, you know, they, they get their Japanese yeah, and on. They're, and they're kind of wearing like, what's, that, what's like the opposite of rouge? Or what's... Unrouge. Like, like white foundation. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. The first of many problematic costume changes. Mm, mate, this, yeah, this was definitely on the nose. Uh, did you notice the song in the background? I'm turning Japanese. I think yeah. I'm turning Japanese. I really oh, think Oh, damn. So. This I is definitely of its time. time. Yeah. But luckily, Alex does know some crazy foot massage. She renders Mr. Tim Curry unconscious. Yeah. I love rendering They, they hack his... Mainframe. Is it his mainframe or something? <laughs> they, they say the word mainframe about 20 times. In a is film. it a pen pal? And it comes up on, oh no, Palm Pilot. A Palm Pilot? <laughs> what I the could, fuck is that? Yes, I got his Palm Pilot. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was like a smartphone before smartphones were a thing. Ah, I yeah. see. And, Isn't uh, that in Speed 2, the mainframe? Yeah, that's all. It's in a lot of like, films of the era, mainframe, yeah. Mainframe is big data of the early noughties. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. So they, they, they crack his mainframe and... Wait, is that a spine? They crack his yeah. spine and they crack his spine. His spine. <laughs> the spine is the main yeah. frame oh. of the body. Yeah, that, I would say that's very yeah, true. Yeah, the spine actually. is the main frame of the body. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and they're off to the party that night. They realise, well, this could be a lead. Side in here too. Maybe I can make you a little more comfortable just a second. And they have a lead in a creepy Finn man, don't they? Exactly. Which, as a creepy Finn man myself... I wouldn't say I you're was, that creepy. I was... But you are a man. I am a man. Well, I was disappointed with how they portrayed creepy Finn men. Creepy. <laughs> you, you took this movie yeah. so personally, This is Rudy. going after Rudy's type, this, isn't it? Yeah. This isn't an, an attack on you, Rudy. Creepy Finn men who live on boats can be lovable. We know that. But we also do need antagonists in this world, Rudy, and they might cross over with your choice no, of lifestyle. Like Tom Green wasn't an, an antagonist. He was just a weird aside. A pathetic loser. <laughs> yeah. A pathetic boat-dwelling loser. Now, if I had a pound for every time someone called me that. <laughs> um, but for some reason, why do they suspect the creepy thin man straight away? What's what's he done uh, to... There was some like CCTV footage. Ah, you're there. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the image of him was burned into the, <laughs> the retinas yeah. of a guy. And they chop the head off. That of guy has done something. Of the man's head. No one can have a physique like that and not have committed a crime in their lifetime. Yeah, exactly. During yeah. this fight scene where they do finally chase him down, that the first kind of bit of wire play comes in. It's kind of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon esque. Yes, wire exactly. food yeah. is the exactly wire well, again, food. But it's more plagiarism though. It's just again we're ripping off what was popular a few years ago. Well, exactly. Actually, uh, Guillermo del Toro uh -huh. said that this film actually kind of fucked up wire food or that style of film. Because you see the Charlies where in the Charlies, the angels in these scenes, they're quite bubbly and fun. And then you see fucking Cameron Diaz flying through the air and backflipping away. It's like, 
it kind of ruins it, doesn't right. it? Right. When she like jumps into the air and kicks like three men in the jaw mm. by spinning around. Yeah, it's it requires a suspension of belief. Right. Well, a literal suspension. Del Toro said it was quite satirical, and uh, I would agree with him. Anyway, so they fight the thin man into a corner. He does a weird yelp, steals some hair to smell. Mm-hmm. Which and becomes a motif throughout the film. Exactly. Yeah. Weird Finn man. Which was hair. which was Crispin Glover's idea. He's into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, who I mean, am I, I to buy judge? Hair off eBay. <laughs> well, Rudy, I was going to ask you as a Finn man and yourself. How does it how, smell? Hey, do you smell hair often? Is uh, that is yeah, that a daily I, occurrence? About once a week, I buy a lock of hair just to give it a big old whiff. Oh, you don't need to do that, Rudy. Sniff. I'll give you some of mine. I like to get a variety. <laughs> <laughs> And nothing I, too uh, close to all home. colors and creeds. <laughs> um, and they do finally, after chasing the thin man into a corner, lose the thin man in a corner somehow, but find yeah. somebody else, aka Knox. It was like the quickest resolution yeah. ever. Right, yeah. There was only yeah. one set the piece in between act. the mystery yeah. and moving to find the guy. But the, the story does need to go on for some reason. So they follow Tim Curry to a racetrack. And fill in the gaps for me here. Why do they do that? I don't know. <laughs> because they have a lead. Because, <laughs> uh, they think he's stolen yeah, the, because the, he's the technology. He's the guy having kidnapped right. uh, fake Christian Bale. Right. And so they're like, well, we better we better like follow on this lead to work out right. who kidnapped this guy and what their motive well, was. Well, what's at stake here is audio DNA. They say the qualities of every living person's voice is like audio DNA. And we can use that to track anyone wherever they are. I quite like that. Do you think every person's voice is inherently different? That's an interesting question, Jeff, because presumably someone out there has the same voice as you. And they're probably on but a they, fucking podcast. But they might be um, like speaking in a different language. Oh my God. Mm. Oh, what, Spanish Jeff. Like they might have the exact same like tone as Jeff. Do you Spanish think- Jeff. Spanish <laughs> Jeff. My oh. nightmare. <laughs> Buenos dias, good eye. <laughs> I love cars. <laughs> Like fast cars. I like fast everything. The prodigy's back in our screen momentarily. <laughs> Again, I would love to have theme music like that. But wait, um, why is okay? So the angels are in disguise again. Yeah. In their wigs, they love a wig with plunging neckline. Yeah. So Drew Barrymore has a wow, has a plunging, plunging neckline. Yeah. Oh my God. No bra. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you clarified. I wasn't sure whether or not there's a bra there. Uh, but listeners, there, there this, is no bra. This movie is all about Drew Barrymore, eh? It is. Yeah, yeah. You can tell she produced it, as you, you can said tell. earlier. She is the main angel. Yeah, she's and the And the main other angel. two are sidekick angels. Yeah. Well, then it's, as you said, then it's Cameron Diaz and then it's Alex. It's serious. Miss serious. Then it's serious, Alex. Um, with her serious boyfriend. So she's distracting the chauffeur driver of Tim Curry for Lucy, a.k.a. Alex, a.k.a. Serious, to open up the boot. And what's get, in the boot? And I get something out of, like, the briefcase or grab another palm get some. And I get some, like, Get intel, some gear. Basically get yeah, some yeah, yeah. They succeed... <laughs> Then, apropos of nothing, skinny man. Creepy so thin man. Creepy creepy thin man. Having man, another sorry. cigarette on the racetrack, yeah. which I think is quite and then, uh, irresponsible. And then gets, gets into a Formula One car. Yeah. <laughs> Has a sniff of the hair and then pops yes, into yeah, the car. Yeah. Bloody Miss Natalie, Cameron Diaz. She loves a, a, she loves a drive, as we saw early in the film. So she gives chase on a rounded circuit 
which quickly Creepy Thin Man realises, well, there's not much leeway here. I better get off. They go, for some reason, to like the Golden Gate Bridge or something. Right. They, they, drive, the Golden they drive off to course. The, to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> they drive <laughs> to some sort of Americana landmark. And uh, one of them turns around, I believe it's the Creepy Thin Man, and says, mano a mano, let's go for a chicken run. Let's see who blinks first. He says that, doesn't he? <laughs> well, he, he smells the hair and kind he of intones that with his with his eyeballs, uh-huh. I believe. Yeah. And then they dash for it, start start racing towards it. Well, exactly other. that. It's who's gonna break first, creepy thin man or Miss Diaz. And Miss Diaz, because she's perfect, um, she breaks in a certain way that knocks him off the bridge and there he goes off the Golden Gate Bridge and into the water. It was at this point I thought the film was like uh, like an FHM mood board. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Chicks. Cars, creepy thin uh, man with creepy hair. Creepy thin man, the prodigy. Mate, it's everything you <laughs> yeah. want from the two thousands. I actually thought like tech, the way like that it's the way that shit. it's actually lit and the way that this looks, it literally is like a trailer. And I believe some of the critics said that. Yeah, it looks like a music video. It feels like a trailer. Everything about this is hyper real. Like the way that their faces look sometimes, mm. they're so well lit. It's almost like a magazine shoot or something. Yeah, I agreed. thought that was kind of uncanny. There's a lot of, a lot of like head-on shots as well, isn't there? Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's a recurring trope in this movie where these women, in order to fulfil their positions, they have to be unbelievably sexy. Oh, and they are. Um, because so much of their schemes rely on men being mm. idiots and falling for their sexy, sexy charms. So Lucy Liu dresses up as a dominatrix, walks into this, um, like, the mainframe building. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy um, is yeah. there <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, weird cameo. Yeah, weird cameo. And then um, she presents to this group of just all stuffed shirt men. Sado developers. Who love yeah. her. <laughs> who yeah. love her. Nerds. Uh, yeah. She says... Uh, who has an idea like this, young man? Can anyone tell me? Or better yet, can anyone show me? Mm. And then they all sort of chase after her, Ooh, providing barracuda. the perfect decoy. Yes, on Barracuda, great soundtrack. Mate, that is movie. a really good song, by the way. Yes. I think for me, I'm going to say it, the best song of the soundtrack, Barracuda. Not Groovies in the Heart. Groovies in the Heart's good too, but I think if I'm pairing it with the actual scene okay yeah I think that one worked the best but Groove is in the heart oh mate Groove is in the heart I mean don't get don't don't get me started I could do a whole podcast on Groove is in the heart I actually have my own podcast on D-Light on D-Light all their undiscovered gems that people didn't get to D-Light from the closet it's called D-Light from the closet (laughs) Um, so so then that provides the perfect decoy exactly for Dylan and Natalie to break into the main meanwhile Mission Impossible the the clean shirts are away the angels will play. They get into the mainframe. It's quite funny, actually. So I don't know what Drew Barrymore does at this point, but they have to both scan in at the same time. But then it's just Cameron Diaz going into the clean room and uh, she's only allowed to touch the floor for 0.25 seconds at a time. She backflips and then does a big somersault to land handstand first on this mainframe. I don't actually know what's going on here. So again, like... This is a complete rip-off of Mission Impossible. (laughs) But in Mission Impossible, like, this set piece was like, what's it going on for like... It was tense. Yeah, it had like tension and jeopardy. Mm. And it went on for like 10, 15 minutes and the build-up and the execution and the getaway. Whereas in here, it was like... Not so. It was like 20 seconds of a three-minute montage. Yeah, you're right. They just missed the whole point of it. They made the angels too perfect so that mm, there's really right. nothing that they can't yeah. do they there, speak there's like never any jeopardy they speak no, every right. language yeah. and they yeah, can do right, anything right. Yeah. 
with their they bodies. They sleep with every man. They sleep with <laughs> yeah. every man they meet. Who can't they do? Um, Tim Curry. Well, Tim Bill, Curry well, Bill indeed. Murray. Bill, Bill Murray and Tim Curry. Yeah. And Creepy Thin Men. That's the thing with having an action comedy. It is such a deft, tonal thing that you've got to get right. And poor Mick G in his directorial debut. I Mac think he did G. Mick Jagger. <laughs> Mick, Mick Jagger. Creative misstep. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody this is one film. <laughs> I just, I'm just really into sexy women, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made he made every song on the soundtrack a Rolling Stone song. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Mick G tonally he 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 did struggle a little bit, but that makes sense because he actually came from doing fucking music videos. Right, it makes and this literally sense. is a fucking music video. After she's hacked in, sent the deets back to Bosley. Job done. Wash yeah. your hands. Back backflips into the middle of the second act. Act two. For some reason, Knox is still in peril. Drew Barrymore, aka producer, aka Dylan, does think he needs does a little one-on-one -on -one attention, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. And with her full lush lips, something goes amiss there. She God, oversteps some professional wow. boundaries, I would say. I personally really love Sam Rockwell's character in this movie. Yeah. Because, well, spoiler, he ends up being a complete arsehole. But at first, he does the whole like, I'm just a nerdy guy and I don't really know what I'm doing. And that whole thing, which uh, women love. love. Especially when it's Sam Rockwell. Oh, God, especially. Please. And especially when it's Christian Bale. I do quite like, though, immediately after they have sex, he turns on her straight away. <laughs> yeah. There was no build-up of them having a relationship <laughs> yeah. later than that. It was, she's still in the house. Like, his bedside his bed manner sheets. is awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah at least give do you want, some like, shake a bake chicken. <laughs> like, he shoots her out of a fucking window instantaneously. Well, yeah, we're getting um, ahead of ourselves. but We um, are a little bit. Yeah, around this point, which was literally the middle of the second act, because they were free chicks... There had to be um, like free subplots of them all falling for uh, men or yes. developing their relationships. I have skipped over the so, romance here. Yeah, there was like a five minute montage of uh, Miss Diaz with one Luke Wilson. One Luke Wilson. The scene um, when she meets Luke Wilson, where the other angels are in Go her. God, he's into you. When the other Go angels. Back and talk to him. So that lasted longer than the Jeopardy scene where she's backflipping <laughs> yeah, to yeah, hack yeah, the yeah, mainframe. Yeah, yeah. Her, her trying to chat up a barman. <laughs> like, no disrespect to a barman, but. Like, I wouldn't put that as a central tenant of the first act <laughs> right. versus hacking into a mainframe. No. no way, he's into you. Go back. Yeah. No way, that minimum wage barman's into you. Go back and bang him. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, he gets her tickets to Soul Train. Um, and that is a good scene, I'll say. Cameron no, Diaz dancing it, it on stage. On long, but, right, yeah. yeah. Have, you, have you seen this before, by the way? I saw it at the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bearing in mind that I would have been 14. Yeah. Right, right. But I saw it with my like male 14-year-old friends. Right. And yeah. you all just had erections the entire yeah, time. I was <laughs> I, I was 28 years old. You were the creepy <laughs> thing. In hindsight, it was odd that a creepy thin 28-year-old. Did you go see hanging around did, with 14 you, did you yeah. go see 2019 when it came out in cinemas? Charlie's Angels 2019? <laughs> with my 14-year-old friends. <laughs> 
shit. Cameron Diaz gets done. She gets a bloody nunchucks to the neck. Well, yes, after dancing to Baby Got Back, <laughs> yeah. which is... She's got um, a lot of energy because I would be tired after that, yeah, after that dance. That's um, right. So too does Lucy Loom making a pudding. Or what is it? A, a souffle? Yeah, souffle. Um, quite a boring activity. Mm. Fits in with her well, mysterious mis- character. She's so serious. Her, her actor's caravan gets bloody shot up. The bloody mm. Swiss cheese. Mm. Yeah. And it ruins the souffle, so she's pissed. Ruins her romantic night. Lo and behold... Drew Barrymore, bedside manner, out the window, literally. Well, yes, she um, she wakes up. There's no time for spooning. There's no time for a cup of tea. There's no time even for a post-coital cigarette. No, she um, she wanders into the lounge in her bedsheets, mm-hmm. as we women are inclined to do. There is Sam Rockwell, fully clothed. And one Miss Vivian, who we didn't explain that character before. I don't really care about her, to yeah. be honest. No one cares about this character. She's basically um, Sam Rockwell's partner in crime. It's like a murder mystery, the way they do it. Yes. She even spins around in a chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole time? The, the whole time. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so they reveal the whole master plan for some great exposition. Essentially... Sam Rockwell, he will get to it a little later on, but he is pissed at Charlie. Yeah, he... Dun, dun, dun. he You're explaining the whole mot- the motive of the film. Well, I am, yeah. But, well, well, he wa- he, but he does say outright in this part that he wants to kill Charlie. Go ask mm. your boss. Yeah, and it's unclear as to why at this point. But um, It'll be revealed in about five minutes' time, Rudy. They, hold, hold tight, hold tight. 30 seconds of dialogue. <laughs> they, start, they start sort of humiliating Drew, and um, whilst they put on... <laughs> like a banging song. Um, yeah, what is it? Who Mar- is it? Marvin Gaye, Got to Give It Up, part yeah. one. It's such a good yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that it features in this movie. And I love... The way that Sammy... It, that he sings yeah. along to it. He's slightly out of like step with exactly, the music. Yeah, yeah. Fee, fee, fee. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. My and favorite th- line in the movie is fee, fee, fee. Sad news. Your girlfriends are dead. Corwin? The Charlie's angels, they quickly escape their captors. <laughs> like, yeah, they they're, they're meant, to, they they're meant yeah. to be like in danger at this point, but they just run away and reunite. We quickly find out that Bosley has actually been the one, one sequestered because his laptop has the access codes to Red Star and the ability to trace audio oh, DNA. God. Which, why does he want to do that? He wants to do that because... Here comes the motive, go on. Charles Townsend served in Vietnam alongside the father of one Knox. And his father was the one who died at the hands of Charles Townsend. So we are led to believe. Well, I don't know who to believe. Is Charles Townsend, the, the Mr. Charlie himself, is he reliable? The, the, the women have never met this guy. They've never met him, but they, they take love him. him. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Why? They love it's him so, so much. They're like, you want to kill Charlie? Yeah. The voice from the box? You've never met him. I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd be like, well, he's paying my bills. He's there L. Ron Hubbard, isn't he? Like, (laughs) blind devotees. Exactly. I thought it was very cultish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So what has he done to brainwash them? I mean... Well, I think he probably, like, recruited them when they were at a stage in their life right. when they sort of needed something like they that. They needed a know? father yeah. figure. Yeah. Brought, brought them into the Sea Org. At that point, they talk to Bosley over the intercom. Here is a special little bird that they know can only be on one oh, island. Only uh, Miss Diaz knows, actually. She's a little nerd. She's a little nerd, yeah. a little bird nerd. And it's, um, do you remember what it was? It was, a, no, what was the bird? Oh, no, the place. Oh, no, what was the place? Carmel. What is that? Carmel. I've been to, uh, which is in um, California. Oh, thank you. On the I coast was, on so Highway 1. I was wondering what the fuck. What it's, is that? It's, it's an insanely rich enclave where the roads are private. Oh. You can't you can't drive in the area unless they let you in. But you can cycle. And me and a friend rented bikes, and every car we passed was a Ferrari, a Lamborghini. Oh shit! Or like a Porsche. And yeah. every bird was that bird. And every bird was that bird. <laughs> and every woman was Cameron Diaz. <laughs> they were. <laughs> Where, where the beer flows like wine, Carmel. <laughs> where the superheroes kick like Cameron Diaz. <laughs> and where the movies are directed like Mick Jagger. <laughs> Act three. Act three. So Dylan hits up the Chad because they need to get to the castle and they need to bring back the Chad for some reason. Yes, they need to bring back um, the Chad. He's momentarily back and then momentarily out of the film and that's all we really get. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Charlies, the angels, they scuba up, go underwater, surface and think, let's get into this castle. And Bosley is is in the midst of a, he's the a lovely montage. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's he doing? He's, he's like he's, the bait. he's talking to like squirrels, or no, he's talking to the bird. <laughs> squirrels, um, and he's saying, "I once had a conversation with a squirrel sometime." Mm. Basically, I think it's like Bill Murray improv, like doing his improv. And Bill they thought Murray that was thing. too good to leave on the cutting room floor, so let's let's put it in. Yeah, I mean, fuck it, why not? I would put everything. This in is such a loose Bill film. Murray. Like, there's no plot really. No. It's just like scene to scene. Yes, I mean that is a film, isn't it? Scene to scene, but <laughs> yes, it's just a collection of scenes that are together to tell some kind of semblance Tied of a together story. Together, character narrative chronology. <laughs> yeah. He did have one very good line when he was obviously like ad libbing it. He goes, "The place they got me looks like Cher's bedroom." Oh yeah. yeah. So what's with like, that? What's with like that? Candlesticks, and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> which is like very like much like a Cher video from the era. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. So each angel has a specific function here. Uh, Lucy Lou's hacking or something, something boring. Hacking into the mainframe. They give her the boringest She's fucking scene. Um, she has to hack into the mainframe. Yeah. Ca- Cameron. Some, yeah. Cameron Diaz. She has to break up Bosley. Yeah. And Drew has to go and find Knox. Of course. Um, so Drew is quite silly about it. She gets caught and like away. immediately, but like yeah. sort of makes it look as if, as if that's part of her plan. Right. Because Vivian, so she gets caught immediately. Vivian holds a gun to her head. Um, and she sort of like smiles as if she knew that was yeah, going to yeah, happen. Yeah. She was prepped. But, but then has no plan <laughs> like after that at all. She plans to moonwalk. That's her only plan for the day. Well, and she quite. does succeed. Well, she sort of says, I'm going to leapfrog over this guy and then I'm going to moonwalk out of here. And she's so smug about it. She is. Yeah, she crosses her legs. She She crosses her legs. Um, she's got this lighter that isn't working, so she's like, "I'm gonna do it all with my with my hands tied behind my back," and then she straps on her wires. <laughs> Keep in mind, she's about uh, she's, uh, she's she's about five foot three. <laughs> she's about five foot three, but she's up against like 
30 men. <laughs> 30 burly men. And she's a small L- Drew Barrymore little tied five up foot three. with those big luscious lips. Tied up and ready for action. Ready for um, action. And then she beats the shit out of them just as she said she would. And then she says, that's what I call kicking your ass. Yeah, so what's with the lisp here? Was that intentional? I think that's just Drew. No, I think that was just Drew Barrymore. (laughs) I like how she said I've never been kissed. (laughs) I love love the ass pronunciation. It really made the film. And then she attempts to moonwalk, but it's just like... She, she sort of runs backwards out, so, out of the I room. Yeah. I was watching this scene with a friend of the show, Trent, and he said it was just so ridiculous that she beat up all these men and then was so bad at moonwalking. So bad. <laughs> she's so, uh, you know, coordinated when she fights, mm-hmm. but then when she tries to moonwalk, it's just it's tricky. horrible. And it was on a hard floor as well. Well, she is in boots, to be yeah. fair. So so that's Knox kind of... Uh, well, Dylan back in the picture. Cameron successfully gets Bosley out. And then Creepy Thin Man comes after Lucy Lou. Basically, we all come to a head on the roof, don't we? Um, or at a certain point. What happens, Rudy? Um, Chopper enters... Chopper enters scene, scene right. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> enters scene right. A Chopper comes in. Uh, they had enough money in the budget for a Chopper. And uh, Sam Rockwell's had enough, so obviously he explodes and decides to missile the fuck out of Carmel Castle. And the angels, to their credit, they're good at jumping. They escape on the chopper. Well, don't they jump They grab away? hold of like the... Ah, you you're right. They jump with purpose. Yeah, what's the... Um, to like the, the legs, to of, the the legs of the yeah. chopper, yeah. Correct, correct. The chopper's legs. The chopper the chopper's legs. legs. To have the classic holding on by the fingertips. Those big long the legs. legs. <laughs> the chopper. Yeah. Legs 11, the chopper. <laughs> legs up to here, that yeah. chopper. So they didn't know how to end the film, so they just brought in a chopper. Well, and, that, and they that just actually happens the, a lot in the, the 90s when you don't know yeah. what to do. So Bring many in, movies. Send in the chopper. Yeah. So many movies that we've reviewed just have like, chopper enter scene right exactly yeah. like how do we resolve this oh just throw in a chopper uh, or something I don't know it's like the Iraq war <laughs> how do we end this throw in the choppers <laughs> more choppers more choppers <laughs> throw, throw in Lucy Lou Barrymore and Cameron Diaz that doesn't resolve the Iraq war nothing no. will Mr. President Lucy Lou, Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore have all died <laughs> I mean they had no military they, training they died within 12 seconds <laughs> the crowd. <laughs> but they're actually on the right chopper because it's going after their boss who they haven't met. So it's kind of perfect. They're going to meet the, the boss for the first time and they're also going to save his but, life. But so it kind of does... Who's pilot in the chopper though? It's uh, uh, Mr. Rockwell. Mr. Rockwell. Yeah, Mr. Sam he's in Rockwell. The Mr. Sam Rockwell. <laughs> who, who loves Classic the chopper. the American arts. Yeah. <laughs> And and he's just going straight for it. But uh, luckily, Lucy Liu, who's, to be honest, the only one with her bloody head screwed on here, yes. disables the missile. For some reason, actually, she, she's disabled it, but it shoots properly and then turns around. She changes the heat-seeking and because she's so serious. And, managed to and get so it, hot. Yeah, and so hot and managed to get it pointing back towards the chopper. Uh, yeah, which yeah. is very smart. Yeah, yeah. That's very smart. Thankfully, she does that because the missile turns around Safely away from L. Ron Hubbard, I mean Charlie, and uh, straight into the face of Mr. Rockwell, 
pre-Oscar. Mm-hmm. Has he got an Oscar? Or did I just make that up? I think he does have an Oscar. Yeah, I think he's got know? an Oscar too. Yeah. I think he's got like best supporting actor for something. Is, like, it, is uh, it like um, three, three, three billboards? That's the one. Oh, yeah, he was great in that. He was fucking he good. He played a terrible racist. Good movie. Um, great movie. A little bit better than Charlie's Angels. I wish Let's we watched that instead. Um, so he's dead. Three so Charlie's Angels ready, outside building. Ready, 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 ready for his Oscar. The Angels wash ashore. Uh, to Charlie's Beach Shack mm-hmm. and they prep their hair ready to go in and who should they meet? None other than Charlie in the form of a speaker. Well, yes, they get really excited because they um they well, know they're finally ready, aren't they? They know it's Charlie's house, yeah, and they're like, Maybe we'll meet our L. Ron Hubbard. And maybe it's like meeting Jesus, man. That's exactly, pretty fucking exciting. Exactly. Or L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> well, yeah. And they As have they so they're riddled with daddy issues. So this is a huge deal to them. So they walk into the house. And there's a freshly lit cigar. Mm. There's a freshly poured scotch. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet Charlie is nowhere to be seen. He he shoots out, "Hello, angels." <laughs> and they turn around. And it's just him in the box. Yeah, mate. It's Charlie in the box. Disappointing. Yeah. And they do, they look, they have that look of like Crest disappointment, fallen. but resignation. Yeah. 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 But that a nice line, I can't remember who said it, but said, uh, I think the client was blown away. <laughs> <laughs> and the kidnapping was a setup. Afraid so. And Red Star was a setup. Uh-huh. You got it all figured out. Any other questions? Why? Ask your boss. Charlie? How else do you end an extremely stressful, high adrenaline day um, where you almost died several times? You go to the beach and have some mocktails. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're mocktails, bro. They're getting drunk. Oh, they're getting smashed. They're, they're cocktails with a capital C. I with tell Bill you Murray, because that is honestly... He'd be a good yeah, drinking he's, partner. He's, he's a drinker. That, yeah. would, that yeah. would be a dream come true. Yeah. But we quickly learned that Sam Rockwell's motive wasn't even correct. Yeah, well, this As, is... According to Charlie... Exactly, this is that interesting. That guy was a wrong one. And he died some <laughs> other way. Yeah. No, but we're just taking trying to Char- sell secrets to the Russians or something. We're just taking Charlie's <laughs> word for it. The the nameless, faceless Charlie. Well, he's got a name, but the nameless, faceless Charlie. Like, why do we believe him? Right. Uh, why is Charlie mm. a good guy? Why is At he all? fucking God's and why, gift? Why, like, why the mystique? Why can't he <laughs> exactly. allow himself to be seen? Because he's been murdering people. He's a fucking criminal. Because he's been murdering people. Because he's hot. they're essentially hitmen. Charlie's angels. Aren't they? Yeah, they they're, are. They're hitmen. doing his dirty work. Yeah, and he's a millionaire, so he can he has all the power in that situation. Mm. The power dynamics were way off, and I'm glad that oh, this was going out with some bloopers. So off because I needed to laugh. We do see his feet, we and do. we see the back of his grey head because he's walking. He wants to have a pina colada as well, but he also wants to keep his mystique. Yeah, you're so right. So he walks towards the angels, and he says. Oh, don't worry. I'm closer than you think. Mm. Or some, something yeah, like but, that. But, but Barry's Angel, looking that's around. That's it. Faith. Yeah. And B- Barry's looking around and um, she sees him because she's yeah. the main angel and the executive producer. And she's allowed <laughs> to look at Charlie in the face. Well, um, I, I am glad that the finale did confirm that Charlie has human form. That yeah. he is a man. What did you think he was? Well, I wasn't sure. He was a voice in a box. Well, like, human DNA. Like Could a, you clone a, human a DNA? A reptilian. A home assistant. <laughs> 
Miss Barrymore, your milk is about to expire. Would you like me to order some more? (laughs) And how else could a film from the 2000s end but with a blooper reel and all the small things by Blink-182 playing in the background? uh, What do you think of blooper reels? Love them or lump them? Oh, I think I could take or leave them there, you know. It, it depends, sh- it doesn't it? It shatters the reality of the Oh, film. yeah. So if it's Instantaneously, a, yeah. If it was away. at the end of uh, Schindler's List, <laughs> that would have been odd. <laughs> <laughs> like Spielberg, like, why did you put the blooper reel in here? This is we odd. We needed a laugh after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was at the end of, like, Scary Movie. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> What about what? Well, what if at the end of Schindler's List they put the blooper real scary movie in it? <laughs> it's like a partnership. Some real, yeah. some much needed comic relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Wh- how do you feel about the blooper reels of movies like Toy Story? You know when like ah, oh, yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. because yeah, because it, it tries fun. to give it some realism. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fun. good. Yeah. yeah. They say that in death, all life's questions are answered. Can you let me know. So I'm going to give this. I mean, what what rating system are we flares using? Flares out of five. Oh, we're using flares, like flare. So ha- flared trousers. It should be flared out of six then. Trousers. Okay, six. Because they're pairs. You're right. I'm going to give it three flares out of six. Okay, I'm going to go down a little bit. I'm going to say two flares mm-hmm. out of six. I also enjoy it for its guiltiness. Mm-hmm. I think there's some fun scenes. The soundtrack is banging. Fee. And the, the the three angels, great choice. Yes. Each of them stands up. Like they are a solid main ensemble cast. Solid crew. Which is hard to do. So respect to Mick Jagger. Um, mm-hmm. He really pulled it together. But you can see it's his first time. He's come from trailers. He's come from music videos. Well, from the music industry. Yeah. 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 yeah he's from 40 years of rock and roll. Isn't it crazy? He produced Sugar Ray's first album. He produced really? music, man. He's also a music producer. No way. Which, kudos. I think that's fucking cool. Uh, but as a movie, two out of six. Rudy Davis. Uh, yeah. There's just like no depth to it. It's just um, like rip-off of films, rip-off of films, rip-off of yeah. films in a patchwork. Eja. Done. For now, I think I'll wrap this this little show up. Thank you, Rudy and Roisin, once again. Oh, for thank you, Jeff. being in this cabin closet and uh we will see you next time for charlie's angels full throttle until then thank you very much for listening and talk to you then shout out to uh the kitties the kitties thank you for being here shout out to trent friend of the podcast so and most importantly shout out to matthew leblanc yeah another friend of the podcast yes thanks for listening keep going mate see ya charlie's angels and that's kicking your And a one, two, three, four. Hello, girls. I've got another mission. Drew, Lucy, Cameron, get ready to listen. We've all got daddy issues, so we inexplicably worship you. Just tell us what to do, Barry Morty. Well, I had a little trouble in 67 Vietnam. Now I'm on the run from a very creepy thin man. I got a small suspicion that he's working as a hitman. So kick his ass and flirt with the barman. They're my angels, they do what I say. Without motives, explanations, or sick pay. They're my angels, my Charlie's angels. We're his angels and we're the best. Costume changes,
showing off our ample chests. Now Charlie is gonna put us to the test. Let's go find that guy with the boat who's totally obsessed. He's the, the Chad. That guy called Chad. He's the Chad. Free, free.